Hey guys, this is Coach V. And I'm Coach David. This is the Kaizen Karate Podcast. Coach David, we are here the day before July 4th, probably my favorite holiday of the whole year. Uh, how you doing? Uh, you know, I'm doing great. Any holiday that involves food, I am for, and this one's a good one. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, guys, we're going to jump right into things. You know, we're going to be talking about not just the belt exam, but the belt exam process. So I can remember when Kaizen was first getting going, Coach David. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, when I thought belt exams, the way I was tested as a kid was the instructor basically got us up in front of a group. There was no internet at the time, right? And if you thought you're ready, you test, you show up on the day, you pay your testing fee and you test. And if you pass, you get your belt. That was it. There was no negotiation. There was no devastation. There was no, I'm upset. None of that stuff existed. It was either you were ready to test or you were not. And if you were not ready to test, you didn't test. I don't. I think it was roughly every four to six months is how often belt tests were held back in the day. Fast forward to today at Kaizen, uh, we do belt exams roughly every two months. Um, and if you can dig a little deep on what does that testing process look like, Coach David, for for testing for green belt rank or higher? Well, first of all, if you're given the nod that you are ready to test, all that means is is that you're starting a process. So it's a whole process. It's a, it's a series of actions. It's not one single event. The test for Kaizen, for Green Belt and Up, is a video test. The video test is the test. I, I think rewind that and play it again. The test is the video test. So in other words, when you do the test, it's a video submission. And then if you pass that, that is when you can go to the exam to actually get your belt. And the test in that particular case, it's more of a, um, a formality, uh, you know, showing your skills, being presented the belt. The actual video test, which, you know, we have very specific instructions on the website of what you've got to do, is, is everything. We look at it very carefully and it is designed to make sure that you are on the fastest and quickest route to improve. Coach David, I've asked some of the most diligent students who never have taken video tests prior to us doing this. I said to them, hey, you know, now black belts, for example, before we started doing video testing, I would say, hey, what were the comments you got on your blue belt test? Crickets. What were the comments you got on your brown belt test? Super crickets. You know, and you just go down the list. No one could remember what the actual comments were that they got on their test. Back in the day when I was testing as an underbelt, I remember we had a, a testing panel for all the belts, even underbelts. They wrote a couple you know, comments on the back of your, your, your testing grading sheet, but they were very, um, very universal, right? They weren't really hyper-specific. And with the time that was given, it was very brief, mm -hmm. right? Not, nothing to really sink your teeth into. So fast forward to today, um, if I was a parent in the program, one of the biggest concerns that I would have, Coach David, is why go through this whole process? Why film and test my ability to upload a video to YouTube? I mean, it's, it's a process sometimes to do this, depending on your technical abilities, right? The short answer is, Coach David, just like I gave you an analogy that most people couldn't give you their grades from even six months ago, when you look back at a video, that's yours to keep forever. And you can look and measure your progress. One of the hardest things to do in an art, like a martial art or dance or things like that, is seeing measurable progress. When you submit a test, when you submit, let's say, your next test, Coach David, in two or three or four years, whenever your next future belts are, hopefully you look back and cringe. I'll give you an example. 
I look back at my black belt test. I was, I was luckily enough, I, I was video, it was videotaped by a friend. This is back in 1998 when I earned my first black belt. Coach David, I've only watched it a handful of times. I got to tell you, each time I watch it, I cringe more. I think, I think it's because I've improved beyond that point. Absolutely. I, I as well think back to what I was like, you know, 30-some years ago, and it's, uh, it's almost embarrassing. But that's the nature of the art. Hopefully everyone's improving over time. But the ability to look back on the video is it's, it's worth its price in gold, not to mention the fact that it's specifically tailored to you. So any comments that we might give you generally like, oh, you know, kick above your belt and keep your hands up, that's great. It applies to everybody and we say it in class. But if I tell you, oh, you actually just need to rotate your back foot 15 more degrees, that specific comment can be all the difference that you need. So the video test and in particular the results you get are absolutely designed to help you improve the quickest. So I'm going to need everyone who's listening right now to put on your seatbelts and uh, get ready for a big boy, big girl comment. So if you have sensitive ears, uh, you might want to brace yourself. Now, now parents, this is, create, this is kid-friendly, but it's going to be the truth, and not everyone likes to hear the truth. So here it goes. Um, when we give you feedback, we're not treating you as a customer. We're treating you as a student. And that, to me, is one of the biggest challenges today in the martial arts is people, when they approach the testing process, one of the most common questions and comments we get, Coach David, is, well, I paid my testing fee. Where's my belt? No, you started the process to go ahead and work towards your belt. Your belt must match your skill, and your skill must match your belt. When you go to a reputable martial arts school and you're training, what you're saying is is that you trust their judgment. Imagine if you went to college, Coach David, you took a test, right? You didn't get the grade you wanted, and then when you went and fought it. And I know some of you are like, but that's exactly what I do. But that's why you're having challenges in the martial arts. You can't fight your sensei, your teacher, your coach, your sifu, whatever it may be. Trust their judgment. A hundred percent true. And again, you're looking for the skills. If you're doing karate, the whole point is to gain the skills for that martial art. It's not just to get a belt or a certificate. You can get those anywhere. Amazon has them. Every place has them. You want the skill. That's why we test you to make sure that you have the skills necessary for the appropriate level you're at. Coach David, let's dig a little deep about what happens if someone doesn't pass this test. Okay, so here's the process right now. So you submit your video, you submit your YouTube link, you fill out your form, you pay your testing fee, right? We've improved tremendously over the years. This used to be a lot longer. We're relatively quick now in getting you back some good feedback. And thank you, Coach David, for, for all you do there. Um, so the, you, know, you get your feedback back, and we're giving you honest feedback. And the feedback, now here's where everyone needs to kind of tune in here. If you drifted away, come back. It may be different from what you're hearing during class time. That doesn't mean it's incorrect. It can mean a lot of different things. I'm not going to go down that, that path. But what I will say is that what we are sharing with you in the video test is exactly how we need all students within Kaizen to perform the movements. You want to make sure there's this little deviation. If you notice there's a big deviation between what you're hearing in class and what we're sharing, I would definitely bring it to my attention, your instructor's attention, and we will address that immediately. So you have nothing to worry about there. But I think the major thing is when we give you that feedback, your goal is not just to take another test the next day with the adjustments. No, it's you need to become reflexive with those movements. So for example, Coach David, let's say you give someone, I don't know, 20, 20 adjustments to make. 
a really skilled student could fix that in about two or three days. The problem is, is that they're not reflexive with it. And then if you tested them again the next week, guess what they're reflexive on? The same old mistakes that they were making. Absolutely. And that is why our policy is that you need to take, in most cases, at least 30 days, at least a month of solid training to work in to get those skills not just fixed, but to get them ingrained into what you are doing as your normal. And then the instructor can watch you and certify, yes, it is now being done the way it needs to be done, at which point you can resubmit a correction video. Now, the whole point of this is Again, to make sure your skills are matching what you're testing for. If the skills didn't match and we passed you and then you went up in rank, that's only going to make it worse for you. Not, it's not going to be a faster rank to black, but it's going to be slower. So we're actually, believe it or not, trying to do you the service that you're signing up for. So let's go down this rabbit hole for a second. Let's say that we do pass everybody. Let's say we give you the rank, you get it right away. In the beginning, there's a celebration, right? You think, oh, I got my belt rank. I got this. A couple things could happen. Here's option one. You go to an outside tournament or someone from another martial arts school sees you kick, punch, and block and sees your moves. They don't think you're doing something wrong. They think we are doing something wrong. There's no such thing as a bad student. There is such a thing as a bad teacher, right? Second, you don't go to an outside tournament or something like that, but you go to another class, maybe within our school. And different, different instructors, and this is just the truth here, they tend to promote at different paces. We tend to promote very slow. And one thing you're going to find is we've had many students who've come up to us, and this is just real talk here, guys, so everyone put your big boy, big girl pants on here for this, <laughs> is that they say to us, hey, that's not what we learned, or that's not how, you know, what we've been shown. And that's why we encourage you. Training with one instructor is fine, but getting feedback from multiple other instructors, and I have many friends in different arts, Coach David, they do exactly the same thing I'm saying. They get feedback from multiple high-ranking black belts to make sure that they're doing it to code. Absolutely. And, and again, hopefully in whatever system you're training in, there's the right way to do it. Now, there might be tweaks based on your body and your, your abilities, you know, your physical limitations. But in our system, for example, a fighting stance is a fighting stance. You might not bend your knees as much as me. You might, you know, not be able to have your back straight. There, but there are general things we look for that's either yes or no. And so hopefully we're all on the same page. And that's what we're going for. Coach David, I want to start to wrap up this episode by asking a question to you, but also asking the same question to myself. And so the question is, if you were taking a test today for green belt or purple belt or blue belt or brown belt or one of these, you know, you know, intermediate belts or low-level advanced belts, right, what would you do if you didn't, knowing what you know now, so same black belt, you know, software upstairs, the latest <laughs> iOS, right, so you know what you know now, but you were testing for a green, purple, or blue belt, what would you do to make sure that you had a smooth sailing moving forward? And I'll be happy to answer the same question. Well, I mean, the very first recommendation would be to, to seek out the highest-ranked black belt you can find. Um, in that particular case, it would be you. <laughs> I would absolutely want to take classes or some sort of training directly with the highest black belt to assure myself that I'm getting the absolute best, most latest information possible. I think that the problem sometimes is that we, we kind of fool ourselves into thinking we're doing it right, then we ingrain it, and then when we're told it's wrong, it's very difficult at that point to adjust. It's you got to unlearn it and then relearn it. It's a long process. So getting it the directest, most, you know, the highest person who can give it to you straight, that is the best. 
Coach David, that is just phenomenal. So, guys, I would suggest you to hit pause, rewind it, write it down. That's, that's blueprint or roadmap number one. I'm going to give you blueprint, blueprint or roadmap number two. Now, I've been doing this for a little bit. Coach David, this is just honestly what I would do. I've trained in other systems, and I'm not speaking to you from theory. This is actually exactly what I do and what I have done. So if I ever didn't pass a pretest, or if I ever didn't pass a test or something like that, first of all, I'd make sure that didn't happen, right? But if it happened, here's what I would do. Number one, I agree with everything you said. I'm just going to give a couple different points here. Number one, I would retool everything. I would disassemble the car, take apart every single nut and bolt, and I'd go back to basics. Because clearly something, something has gone sideways here that we need to fix. I would max out on private lessons, but first I would ask myself this question. How serious am I for getting to black belt? There's the component of resources, money, of investing into that process to really get it right. I'm at a point, I know you're at a point, Coach David, what's more important to me now is time. Am I really willing to put in that amount of time that it's going to take? And here's the answer for me. I think it's going to take at least 20, 30, 40 hours minimum to fix everything correctly to the point that I don't have to go back again to fix it. Touch it once, right? That's the rule with email. Open it, answer it, be done with it. Touch it once. Parents, you know what I'm talking about. So I would do that. I would, I would do lessons with someone of the highest rank and caliber that I can find within the system to make sure that every single little thing is fixed. That's number one. Number two, I would make sure that I find out from that highest ranked person what my self-practice regimen should be like. What is it that I need to be doing outside of class on a regular basis that's a recurring habit that's going to make me successful? So I'll give an example. If I wasn't kicking high, I would ask that person to give me a stretching routine. Um, if I was an adult and maybe I wasn't in you know, the cardio shape that I need to be in, I would seek out a trainer to make sure that this is, this is where I need to go. Now, if you're listening to this and you're a student, you might be thinking, but that's a lot of work. That's right. This is a lot of work. This is not supposed to be easy. Not everyone gets to black belt, not because they can't. It's because it is a lot of work. And you know, there's a famous book. It's by a guy named Grant Cardone. It's called The 10X Rule. And I'm going to borrow his concept. One of his things he talks about, Coach David, is that almost every big goal that you want to hit almost always is going to take 10 times more effort than you anticipated it taking. And the solution is just to throw more logs on the fire. And logs represent effort. So when you have a big, big goal that you're trying to hit, throw 10 times more effort onto the problem than you initially anticipated, almost always it's going to fix it. I think that's, you know, really great advice. I, I'm, you know, I'm just thinking about everything you said. And it's not for everybody. Like, not everyone gets there. It's like any big goal. Not everyone can climb Mount Everest. Not everybody, you know, wins the marathon. But there's the journey. And I've often said this, you know, and, and, and if, you know, think about this. The martial arts is, is a way of life. We, we, we talk about we don't just do the martial arts. We're martial artists. It's our lifestyle. Um, and it's, it's a way of kind of thinking and conducting yourself. The journey along that route to Black Belt and beyond can gain you so much that it's not necessarily the actual accomplishment of the Black Belt. So what I'm trying to say is that the, 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 the effort that you put in, maybe you can't sustain that for a decade and to get the Black Belt. Maybe that's just not, uh, you know, within you, you know, whatever, resources, time, whatever it is. But the ability to go after a goal and, and work towards it 
is meaningful. So I want to encourage everyone out there that, you know, okay, so maybe you're at Purple Belt or I don't know, some, something in the middle. And maybe you look at this and go, oh my God, Coach V is just basically saying, I got to go retool everything and I got to throw all this time and effort. Well, don't look at it that way. Look at it like, what can I do to just get a little bit better towards my next belt? What can I do to improve now that's going to get me better? All that work you do to that, that is going to be so helpful to you in everything and get you to black belt. So I think if you can have that mindset, that will also help you. It's just beautifully said. You know, Coach David, I want to tell you an observation I made as we begin to wrap up. I can't think of one strong black belt. Now notice how I said that. I can't think of one strong black belt that I've seen within our school, outside of our school, wherever, that didn't have a really good relationship with their instructor. And I'm talking like close friendship, teacher-student relationship, really strong bond, right? So if I was in a position where I didn't pass a belt test, I wouldn't get confrontational with the instructor. I wouldn't send strong emails. I wouldn't try to fight them. As a matter of fact, you know, there's a, there's a famous author, Napoleon Hill. He once said, with every failure comes with it the seed of an equal or greater opportunity for future success. Let that sink in for a second. With every failure comes with it the seed seed for an equal or greater opportunity in the future, right? I'm butchering the quote, but that's the whole idea behind what he said. And one of the things that I would do if I had failed the test is not get upset. I mean, I have a three-second pity party for myself, but then I would move on. And I, that happened on one of my black belt tests when I was taking it. I remember Chuck sent me the video. Chuck, if you're listening, full salute, <laughs> sir. Um, and you know, it was like a 16-minute video, right? And he sent it back to me. Coach David, I thought, what can he be saying for 16 minutes in there? You know, is he congratulating me for 16 minutes? Like, this is the best video test you've ever seen? Like, I thought that's what he was doing. And you know, he said, good job at the beginning. And then he corrected me for the next, like, 12 minutes. And I got to be honest, I needed to take a second to kind of, you know, process what I just saw. So students, I get it. I 100% get it. But what you need to realize is your instructor, the end goal is to be having a strong relationship together. So getting confrontational, that's not the way to go. Think carefully before you send long emails. And students and parents, you know, if you're going to send strong, long, strong emails, don't do that. Come and talk in person. That's a much better way to handle things, right? And then when you get there, Coach David, when you're getting to that point, this is what I would do. What I would personally suggest for any student is sit down and ask yourself, hey, how can I turn this into a positive? How can I turn this into something that's going to be a good thing for my martial arts. And what I would do personally is I would print out the feedback, I would bring it to class, and i say, Coach, hey, listen, I really appreciate you doing this. I know it took you a long time to grade. Can you teach me and can you show me how to do this? That is the act of showing you're a student. That is the act of showing that your cup is empty and you're ready to be filled with knowledge. You do that. Any instructor who's a, who's a strong, good instructor, they know exactly what you mean. They know that you're ready to learn. Absolutely. That is so, so accurate. And just to, just to restate it, we've said it many times, we want nothing else but to see you promoted, to see you do well, to see you succeed. We are out there and that's why we're coaches. We are absolutely in the interest of getting everybody to the best that they can be. That's our interest. That's what we do. That's why we're here. That's what we're talking tonight. We want to see every single person succeed. So if we're giving you feedback that might not be what you want to hear, it's not because we don't want to see you succeed. It's because we want to see you succeed. So please, if you can think of it with that attitude, I think that relationship you can build, that so important relationship with your instructor can be a positive one. 
And Coach David, we're done with this episode, but I'll say this. You know, I hope that somebody who's listening to this, one of our Kaizen students, maybe someone who's outside of our school, I hope that they listen to this to the end. And I hope that, not that I hope that they didn't pass their test, but I hope that if they didn't pass their test and they listen to this to the end, I want you to know we care. We love you guys. We want to see you pass. We want to see you do well. There's no joy or satisfaction that comes with sending these emails in terms of, hey, you didn't pass your test. But the joy does come in the process that follows and working together to authentically build up our skills so we are legit, strong martial artists whose belts mean something. And that's priceless, Coach David. There's no price tag that you can put on that. Amen. Hey, guys, for the Kaizen Karate Podcast, this is Coach V. I'm Coach David. Be well, be safe. We'll see you next time.